0: I just can't believe it's stupendous. It truly is
1: an end of an era. Ugh. What are you talking about, chap? Oh, wait. Are you talking about the blunch? You know, our old friend Panakeku and his, and his twin brother, Wafu? Uh, no, I'm not quite talking about that.
0: But please, see si we play. Do you finish. I would really like to to know what you're thinking and talking about. Now, what was that about Panakeku and
1: Wafu? Oh, you know that reunion match that Signore Alaswipo was talking about? Penekeku and his brother Wafu to finally get back into the squared circle after all these years. Ah, uh, yes. That
0: match I do remember, Signore Alaswipo mentioned something about that matter last week.
1: Yeah. Anyways, it seemed like the whole thing was a farce. Ah, uh, well... Uh,
0: That was highly improbable that Panakeku would be participating in anything, let alone a wrestling match. Isn't Panakeku dead? I believe he's been for a few months now. And I'm assuming the event was cancelled?
1: Ugh, what are you saying, Chapeau? Now, that's getting quite a dark. Here, let me just finish. It turns out that the Blunch's opponents at this event were those dastardly the Viking cosplayers, you know.
0: Uh, Those two dastardly duos. You know, I I believe they call themselves the the Ragnarok Raiders. Ah, guys.
2: I heard you guys talking about the Ragnarok Raiders. The Reek and Ishtar. Did you hear? I heard the whole event was a a farce.
0: Uh, because there's no brunch? Because uh, Panakeku is not alive? Uh... No, no, no!
2: No, it was uh, it was going to be Pancakeer Junior, uh, or the second Panakeku's son to take Panakeku's place in this match.
1: Okay, okay. So, so, what happened? I didn't hear. Uh, did they stiff the crowd or something? Did they run off with the money? Uh you know, um, the
2: these guys, the Ragnarok Raiders, might suck and all, but. They're also not criminals.
0: Oh, oh exactly, Blue. This, this showcase has just taken place, I, I remember. And, uh, and this whole thing, you know, uh, people expected a very serious, hard-hitting, athletic wrestling event. When they showed up, uh, they, were, they were shown this, this massive Pirates of the Caribbean stunt show. People got very angry here, I telling you? Uh
2: yeah, they got so mad, you know that a lot of people wanted their money back. Oh,
1: really, I don't get it. People got upset watching a very fancy performance. Ah, uh, you know, I didn't
2: say it was I, I did say it was a farce.
3: It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at a week of WWE wrestling. Tonight, we start with the flagship Monday Night Hurrah, then to the NXT Universe with the NXT 2.0, then travel where the Pond for the NXT UK, and finally, to wrap up the show, we bring to you Friday Night Smackdown. With that all said, it's time to start the show. Maestro, if you
4: please, sing us in. And a one and a two and a one, two, three. Lip really loves wrestling. He likes to talk about it too. If you like to watch wrestling as he do, come and join us on oh, the wrestling show. On oh, the wrestling show. On oh, the wrestling. Show, baby. It's time
3: for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at. Representing the WWE and live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's Monday Night Raw. date August 29th. 2022 this episode is the road to clash at the castle let's go
5: well 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 welcome to season four of the wrestling show listener i'm lip Paisleywood and tonight we're going to start our podcast off with a very cynical that's right a very cynical review slash look back at the latest episode of monday night raw but before we get into the meat of the show first a quick shout-out to the non-competitors. The foundation of the show, if you will. Now, representing the authority figure. He's Adam Pierce. Next, getting all the pre-match interviews and all the scoops, it's Kevin Patrick. And, last but certainly not least, the commentary crew. The play-by-play guys, the hosts. Some may even call them the narrators of the show. They are Corey Graves, Jimmy Smith, and the ever Byron Saxton, now without further couldoos, uh, let's get on with the show. Now, we start off the show, uh, a big, very big, with a big tag team match, um, now it's, uh, the team of AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler, now, they're both, uh, long-time veterans, uh, Dolph Ziggler has been in WWE a whopping long time, and, uh, They both have something in common. I think both in common. I think they both have uh, both great athletes in the ring Um, They both uh, understand wrestling However, I think AJ Styles got incredible mic skills. Dolph Ziggler's got okay mic skills So there's a difference there Uh, and I like AJ Styles and I don't like Dolph Ziggler Now here's the thing. Why are they together? I don't know. They they shouldn't be together. They don't work together Um, They don't they're not right together um, but they just have, I think the only thing they have in common right now is, uh, they, they have nothing going on right now in the WWE. So I guess, uh, two guys got nothing going on, put them together because they're both great workers. It's a shame because uh, Dolph Ziggler had, uh, um, Robert Ruder, or, you know, Big B, Bobby, Big Bob, and, uh, yeah, and they're, ah, uh, yeah. AJ Styles, he's uh, been in mid carter but this is not a mid-card spot, he's opening up the show, which is good AJ Styles uh, he, there's, he's got so much skills and talent and they're fighting Judgment Day a rep, uh, leading Judgment Day to the ring is Rhea Ripley and I got something to say Rhea Ripley too nothing bad of course, I'm just saying that uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, she is I I think <clears throat> my opinion, I think Rhea Ripley is still on the injured list she's not been cleared to wrestle um she hasn't been wrestling in a long, long time. It's been a long time since Rhea Ripley's been in the ring in a legitimate match. This is just side stuff. This is just fun stuff for Rhea Ripley with her Judgment Day. She hasn't been in one-on-one legitimate match for a long time. When will she be in the ring again? Who knows? Only time will tell. But she's accompanying Damien Priest and Finn Balor in this big match. Now, <clears throat> this match was a lot of fun. It was uh, sloppy at times. Uh, meaning one thing: uh, AJ Styles and Damien Priest had a sequence going on, where Damien Priest shoots AJ Styles off the ropes and is supposed to backdrop AJ Styles, but AJ Styles, I uh, guess, um, he turns around and he does this uh, a back roll, back roll uh, like a back roll flip off of uh, Damien Priest, and he tries it. He, he, he's successfully getting on Damien Priest, but Damien Priest, I guess, his legs turn to complete rubber. And he falls to the ground like a big, like a, yeah. It just collapsed. Damien Fries just collapsed. AJ Styles, however, instead of collapsing down too and landing on his head, AJ Styles uh, knows exactly his, his, his awareness, his body awareness and his uh, just ring presence and everything. He just He's just on his game. He just understands what's going on and he rolls through, landing on his feet almost very like a cat aj styles is great uh, a great performer she's just a great athlete period aj styles is when and will always be one of the greats but going on with this match aj Styles escapes death by a sloppy move by Damien priest but now here we go to the end sequence now a lot happened in this man it's uh five minutes um but the end sequence AJ Styles gets Damien Priest, uh, he's beating him down a bit, and he tags in Dolph Ziggler, where they're going to do a tangent move. A tangent move. Mm-hmm. and Where AJ Styles was supposed to whip Damien Priest to the ropes, and uh, I'm not sure what's supposed to go on after that. And uh, maybe the AJ and Dolph supposed to do a tangent thing, who knows. But, okay, the whip happens, but Dolph uh, Damien switches around and throws AJ to the ropes. Right? Dolph's standing there like, oh, this is a... This is transpiring differently, I think. So Dolph's staying there, and AJ Styles hits Damien Priest's back body drop. Damien Priest back body drops AJ Styles, and then Dolph Ziggler gets his moment like, This is it! My chance! It's going down! This is planned! What? Did I just say that? Out loud? Yes, I did. So, anyways, Dolph Ziggler then tackles Damien Priest in the back while AJ Styles is still in midair, and pushes... Uh, Damien Priest through the ropes, and like how Chad Gable does his uh, wheelbarrow suplex, he does the maestro roll, uh, rolls backwards, and goes for the roll-up pin on Damien Priest. So Dolph Ziggler now has Damien Priest on his up, stacked high on his shoulders. But, here's the thing, the referee, after the backdrop of AJ Styles, referee decides to uh, put 100% of his attention onto AJ Styles. Because clearly, AJ's like, oh,
1: referee, oh... Over here, a bit. Uh, you gotta, you gotta turn your back on everybody. We're about to do a cheat here. You
5: do not want to be caught looking at it. You're gonna look bad. Um, when I roll out of the ring, that's when the cheat's done. You can turn around, and that's exactly what transpired. I promise you that. That's exactly what happened. I know it. I know it deep in my heart. It's truthiness. Okay, so while this, while the referee's back is turned, Dolph Ziggler realizes that oh, I'm not getting a pin. Referee's not here, and he sees Finn Balor up ahead gonna give him a super kick to the face and you would think it'd be like last time these guys met where uh, Dolph Ziggler was setting up for a super kick and Rhea Ripley got his attention and he's like oh what should I do he gets punched in the face you'd think he'd kinda get super kicked like last time get uh, f- deep, deep fake but no no Dolph Ziggler catches the kick and then knocks Finn Balor down and that's when the referee turns around like hey wait a second what's going on around here what's going on around here so Finn Balor rolls out of the ring. Dolph Ziggler's again, stay out. And then when Dolph Ziggler turns around, he's met up with Damian Priest, and Damian they scuffle for a little bit, but Damian ends up getting Dolph Ziggler into his finishing move. It is the uh, South of Heaven choke slam and putting Dolph Ziggler out of his misery. And one, two, three, it's over. And then after that, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles um, quietly slink out to the back. And I believe that's true too. So while Judgment Day, Damien Priest, Rhea Ripley, and Finn Balor um, walking out, the camera crew outside the building, they decide that the Jumbotron pops on and they show Edge showing, um, showing up to the building, to the arena. And this got uh, Judgment Day like, well, if he's here, we got a couple words to say. And he t- hit the ring again. And they uh, talk about, they want respect around here. We don't like, people like, Ray Mysterio and Edge getting in their business and stuff. So here we go. Edge finally shows up. He confronts them both. And here's the thing. It's like, you think I've showed up here alone? I didn't. Now, I was hoping this. I was like, wow. Like, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be the Mysterios. But I was really hoping, wow, it would be great if, uh, I don't know, uh, if Edge can bring in two absolute noobs. Bring them in from NXT UK. Like I don't know if Edge showed up with Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels, oh my God! <laughs> uh, okay, it would have been I would I don't know if there had that would probably not have worked at all. But uh, I just love Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels, and uh, them being brute 3.0 would have been great. But it's not. It's uh, Edge giving uh, the attention of uh, Judgment Day, so they can be attacked from behind. By the mysterious Ray and Dominic. Now, they realize they can't do it alone, so they gotta bring their friends called Kendo Sticks. And that's right. So they couldn't do it hand by their own fits. They gotta bring Kendo Sticks and beat up Judgment Day. But in the end, we had a face to face. It's Dominic and Rhea Ripley in the ring there. Dominic said, Go, oh, you beat the shit out of me last time. You know, and brought me to the ring and stuff like that. We've got history. I should smash you in the head with that. We like, you better not. Oh, I've been injured. Not clear the wrestle yet. Quite yet. I'll think it's best that you give me the Kindle Stick there, son. Best give it he. Okay, that's my Australian accent. And I, I think it's the best ever done. Ever. So anyways. Her charming. She charmed the stick out of uh, um, Dominic's hands. And grabbing it. And then, oh my goodness. His Poppy, Rey Mysterio, and Ed's like, Oh, you fool! You were tricked by that harlot. How dare you? Okay, so, yeah. So, Rhea's like, Oh, bash all of you in the head. Oh, bash all of you in the head. And she's backing out. And then, of course, Finn Balor and Damien Priest grab her by the pants and pull her out of the ring. Let's go now. I don't know who's who's saying that. That's a weird accent. Um, But, yeah, they take off. And this is for, I don't know, Later. We'll fight later. And I'm not sure who's that supposed to be either. Okay, so now we go backstage with uh, Kevin Patrick. He wants, to, he wants some answers. Um, he's got Miz and Champa. Now, Miz, last week, was uh, abducted. He's got, he was uh, brutally abducted. The rear naked choke, and he was pulled to the back by Dexter Loomis. That's right. And where did he go? What happened? How far did he go? And why was nothing done? Well, because it's a work. Okay, so Miz clearly um, disturbed, but he does not want to talk about it. Does not want to talk about it, and we move on. It is a a, th- a six woman tag. Now this uh, this is a match. It does it, it happened three. This little bit over three minutes. It was embarrassing. It was not very good. It's Alexa Bliss, whom I've had my uh, shares of uh, comments upon, uh, saying that uh, she's a. She's an entertainer, not much of a wrestler. Um, what is Alexa Bliss these days? Uh, I think Lily's keeping her uh, in business thanks to the sales of Lily. I don't think there's much left in the character of uh, her. I should really stop uh, badmouthing Alexa Bliss. She means well. That's all she's got right her. She means a lot. She means well. Um, and she's teamed up with Bianca Belair and her um, a temporary partner, Asuka, in this match. And who are they fighting? Now, this trio, they've got a match at Clash of the Castle against um, you know, uh, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai coming up next Saturday. Um, but right now, they got a warm-up match against three locals of Pittsburgh. That's right. And who are they? They are, I believe they're called uh, Danny Moe, um, Casey Sparks, and uh, Katie Ark. Now, this was... This was this was the fast match. It was, a, uh, don't know, this was uh, just a warm-up match, just a filler match, I suppose, to give some local, some, uh, I guess, some experience. I'm just thinking, uh, is the Raw roster that bad? I didn't think it was that bad that they got to bring out outside people to job. They got enough people in the Raw roster to job. You know, after all, uh, I think uh, you can further the story between, uh, you know, Nikki almost a superhero do drop make their little spit a little harder, you know, and bring in uh, the 24-7 players Tamina and uh, Dana Brooke brookie, but no three jobbers now here we go the ending sequence was this Oscar um, She gets a she gives a big massive sliding knee to uh, Danny Moe uh, going for the pin, but it's uh, um, Katie arc you comes and breaks up the pin. I mean, she slides and breaks the pin. Now uh, um, she gets up, and basically she gets a uh, kicked in the face by Oscar. She spins around, and then Alexa, she marches out the ring like, oh, who, 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 who? That's right. That's what I do these days. Without uh, any, any, uh, you know, uh, any fierceness at all. It's it, it just like so, uh, you know, showy." So she goes out there and she waits for the thing. She goes out there and she marches out and gives uh, um, Katie a, a DDT, and then uh, and then she waits for uh, Casey to come in there, and then she uh, blocks a punch by Casey, and then she gives her a uh, deflating arm technique. The Casey and then uh, Bianca beyond that they cleared the ring off so everybody's uh except for uh, Bianca and Casey Sparks who uh Bianca KODs Casey Sparks and then the ring clearers, I should say yeah after that we got ourselves uh Asuka and uh Danny Moe in the ring where quickly Asuka puts on her new Asuka lock on Katie Moe that's right the brand new Asuka lock it's, uh, now it's, uh, the octopus, the octopus laying down octopus. It's, uh, octopus is a modified, uh, abdominal stretch. Mix the octopus down with a, uh, armbar, and you got yourself the new Oscar Lock 2.0. And wonderful. This trio, I guess, uh, they got their warm-up against a bunch of jobbers. I'm moving on to, uh, Clash at the Castle. I guess that's gonna be fun, I guess. But... We go backstage, of course. And backstage, we got ourselves uh, our uh, official, the authority figure, Adam Pierce, talking. Gave him maybe he's uh, more—he's uh, concerned about The Miz. He wants to know what's going on, and uh, he wants to know everything that what happened. And he's got something to say too, because Miz is not talking, and he didn't lay any charges down against the uh, WWE police. That uh, well, not even the charges of uh, trespassing and whatnot uh, with the WWE, they could not hold Dexter Loomis in the WWE jail. So, and I'm putting air quotes And every time I say WWE police and stuff like that, because uh, I, I don't know. Um, okay, so, anyways, so he's been He's out of jail, and he's and, um, and like, oh, how could you after all he's done? But here's the thing. He doesn't want to talk about what's happened and and no nothing's really charged, like i say so uh end up missing saying how would you feel concerned about me when you also have me in a match against bobby lashley and he would because he's right in the way i mean it's great that he has a match against bobby lashley now if it were to be for the intercontinental uh, the uh yeah the intercontinental championship belt there would be something else but it's not it's just a regular match so now here we go. Oh my goodness, it's uh, Pittsburgh's very own, winning a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. It's Kurt Angle hits the ring, very happy to be back. And uh, there are some sayings about him uh, being making a return for one more match to end his career. But Kurt Angle goes in with uh, his sweats on and showing off his uh, abs and his uh, you know ripped chest. That's right, he's like, I might be an old man, but look at this, I've been working out and I'm ready. So he's talking stuff and then he's interfered by the uh the alpha academy comes to the ring chad gable and four point otis or otis Uh, now i got it. okay just popped the lodgings so it should be good now so it it was funny uh looks like uh, chad gable wants uh to recruit this whole segment, this whole fun bit, I guess, It's just a bit, just have a match. So basically, Chad Gable wants to recruit, um, uh, Kurt Angle to the uh, uh, American Alpha. I mean, uh, you know, the Alpha Academy. And so he's talking down. It's like, yes, your yeah, shoosh and whatnot. They have a shoe shop. They start getting intense in that ring there, and funny, uh, funny intense. So they start jaw jacking, talking back and forth. Uh, it's a shame, too, because Otis, I don't think Otis is learning anything underneath the, uh... Chad Gable learning tree. I mean, uh, really, he's just, he's just there. He's just filling in. I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Uh, Otis, he should be taking the reins. Otis should be doing something other than just waiting for something to happen. Which seems like what Otis is doing. He's waiting for something to happen. Otis, you gotta take charge of your own destiny, sucker. So, while Kurt Angle and, uh, Chad Gable are shooshing each other, it gets a little bit, uh, I guess escalates, escalates enough, t- so uh, uh, Kurt Angle got some uh, backup by the uh, Street Profits, that's right, and the Street Profits are very angry and they want uh, they want a match against uh, Alpha Academy, but Alpha is like, yes, we'll give you a match under one condition, if we win this match, Kurt Angle is our slave, that's right he or he, you got to sign up with the Alpha Academy. And When he's with us, he's got to do our every bidding, like a slave. I mean, like a butler. So basically, he's got to get his coffee and say, we eat this. So this matches for uh, the services of Kurt Angle, which is absurd, as it is. It's absurd enough as it is. So Kurt Angle takes a seat outside, waiting for the match. Like, oh boy, this is all exciting. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. This is this is not the same Kurt Angle. He looks good. I mean, uh, his uh, beauty regimen is great. I mean, he doesn't look like uh, he's as old as he is. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But he's definitely, it is a different, it's a different Kurt Angle. You know it. So, in the ring was a very good match. I gotta say. Uh, um, Angelo Dawkins, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been holding back, let's just say. So, as of late, he's been showing his luchador side. Now, he does a massive tope suicida over the top rope. Now, it is... beautiful by any standard the beautiful but you know Montez does it better (laughs) ha 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 mom always loved you best (laughs) okay but nevertheless Angela Dawkins looking like a superhero out there looking great and I gotta say this match is also my pick for match of the night as well the boot now I always figured how are Alpha Academy going to lose and how are it, how is it going to happen like that? It's you got to somehow get uh, 4.0s out of the match. Now, even though there are times where um, the Alpha Academy looks like they're going to win, Chad Gable even uh, showing off to uh, Kurt Angle outside the ring from inside saying, I'm going to finish it. Give the old Angle a good try. Does it? Doesn't work. Eventually, end sequences was... Uh, Otis finds himself outside of the ring face-to-face with Kurt Angle for some reason, talking down to him and saying, You're going to be part of our team soon. Har, 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 har. I don't know. It was weird. So, yes. And while Kurt Angle is uh, saying, Oh, this is exciting. It's coming over here. Otis is met up by uh, Angel Dawkins, who launches uh, Otis over top of the announce table, knocking him out for the rest of the match. While inside the ring... That's right. Um, Chad Gable tried to put it away with uh, Montez Ford with the rolling, uh, you know, give suplex and stuff like that. But here we go. In the end, it was actually Montez Ford uh, with the massive frog splash putting uh, Chad Gable out of it. Now, Montez Ford was massive, as usual, showing why he's the king of uh, the luchadors, the king of the high flyers, hitting him from across the ring, little halfway across the ring, even more so. Massive distance. A very impressive showing by uh, Montez Ford, as usual. The Street prophets, as usual, all the time, 100%, will bring the smoke. And win the match. What does it mean? It means that Kurt Angle does not have to be the slaves of uh, Alpha Academy. That's so ridiculous. So he doesn't have to be a chauffeur, chauffeur and whatnot, make their breakfast and stuff. And uh, yeah... It's funny that, you know, Chad Gable thinks he can train uh, Kurt Angle. <laughs> uh, well, regardless, it was a fun bit and fun match. At the end, it was the, uh, the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, getting together with Kurt Angle and sharing uh, what was in their cup. It was probably water. They don't do the old spit thing. They shared some milk and that was gross. So now we go, oh my goodness, we go backstage. Um, we're gonna have a, I guess, uh, a Zoom meeting between uh, their eventual face off, Riddle, and uh, Seth Rollins. Their uh, a face to face, a virtual meeting by Corey Graves mediating this meeting, the Zoom meeting. Now, here, oh, it was pretty insane. Riddle, now, everything, most insane stuff happened so called off camera, but everything was recorded, so there's nothing really off camera. But it was pretty personal. Got pretty personal. Um, You got to worry about stuff that gets too personal, you know, because it does have uh, effects on the real world effects. So um, the whole thing started with uh, Riddle bringing in uh, Becky Lynch, the wife of Seth Rollins, talking about uh, in your marriage after this match, I'm gonna make uh, one of you uh, the man, and it's gonna be Becky. So Becky's going to be the man of the house after the match. So it's pretty, uh, I don't know what that means. But regardless, after that, it was a jab of the lifetime. It was uh, Seth Rollins talking about his wife divorcing Riddle and taking their kids um, away from his bitch ass. Oh, and Riddle just went right off the camp marker. He just got really angry and he started swearing and cursing up a storm. And that's right. The, the relaxed, chill bro... Chill, bruh! Was not that at all. Off his game! So, this is gonna be pretty intense, I'm sure. That uh, Clash at the Castle. Uh, riddle versus, that's right, the architect, Seth freaking Rollins. It's gonna be fun, I tell you what. Uh, it's gonna be a couple of great matches. Uh, that Seth Rollins riddle, they're really pushing that. Uh, but another great match I'm looking forward to is uh, also Seamus and uh, Gunther. Should be good. So now in the ring here, we got a new match. It is, of course, The Miz and Bobby Lashley. Uh, finally in the ring. Now it was basically Bobby Lashley crushing The Miz. Now um, with The Miz was Champa. Now ever since that big abduction thing, um, I guess uh, The Miz is jumpy, I don't know. So The Miz rolls out of the ring there and Tommaso Champa. Uh, Ch- uh, Literally bumps into his chest bumps right into him back there, and uh, the Miz is like, "Whoa!" It was a fun little thing, bit a fun bit they did. But during this match, of course, it was all Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby goes out there and picks up the Miz on the shoulders and try to tries to disqualify himself <laughs> in a real world that would be, but. Uh, um, Bobby Lashley gets Miz on his shoulders for uh, airplane, uh, for a fireman's carry, and they, he usually lawn darts their heads against the uh, ring post. But uh, Champa puts his body in the way, mm-hmm. so a lot of times, every time Champa helps out the Miz, the Miz gets the upper hand just for a short bit, until, of course, um, Bobby Lashley uh, eventually, like usually, he's you know gets his bearings back and get, you know starts beating up the Miz, and then Tommaso Champa or Champa then interferes again. And then Miz gets the advantage again. So this usually happens a couple of times in the ring there. But in the end, it was this. The Miz, with his final, like, oh, I'm going to put this away. I'm on top. Thanks to Champa." And he finds that uh, there's someone in the crowd. And it's Dexter Loomis in the crowd right up by the gates. And the crowd sees back there because Miz is pointing. Look! Look! Everybody sees the spotlights on uh, Dexter Loomis. And then he goes to Chapa and says, "Chapa, you got to do something." And he looks back there and he's gone, because clearly it's only like five feet away for him to uh, exit the door, the entrance area of the uh, um, you know audience, uh, um, you know. So yeah, he's all distracted. And he gets turns in the ring there, and, and it's Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Lock. Whammo! Even though it was nothing was on the line, you know, um, Bobby Lashley. Beats uh, the Miz easily, I suppose. Not really easily, but uh, he gets well, yeah, kind of easily with because of Thomas Ciampa helping out. But this was inevitable. Let's just say that it was inevitable. A uh, Bobby Lashley victory. But I guess we got something to blame it on. His distraction on Dexter Lumis, and what is it going to be? Is going to be the long play? Are they actually in cahoots? Could they be? Could there be something there? Like I say, Miz has uh, got a great mind for wrestling. It could be anything. Okay, Bobby Lashley with a big victory and who knows it's has been be great now we go backstage with a little uh little backstage fun moment with kurt angle and edge now edge one who brought in the you suck thing and uh it was weird it could have been a fun segment but i'm pretty sure kurt angle had no idea what he was doing um he didn't i'm pretty sure kurt angle was in on the joke too much in because he didn't know but uh what was really trying to happen you know the old thing that Kurt Angle no idea what's going on He doesn't see thing but he's yeah you're right I still suck <laughs> what what's going on he's not telling to your face you suck still he's, he's it's a hiding thing I mean this is the difference between when Kurt Angle was all there and right now when Kurt Angle's just there and it's in, in just present there okay so after that he's he talks to the Mysterio. like, oh, you, you, Edge, how dare you? He finds out that he's making fun of him, but he really knew all along. It's just this dumb bit. Okay, so next up, we got ourselves. Roman Reigns celebrates his two years um, as champion on Friday. That's right, not today. He's got to be, he's got to, remember, he's too big for the company now. So he's got to be, uh, um, he's got to be announced. He's got to be pre-warning now. But right now, you got yourself uh the Usos, the Bloodline, temporary Bloodline member also, it's, uh, Sami Zayn in there. I'm talking about, uh, how dominant they become and everything like that, uh, and how, uh, on, I guess, uh, this Friday, there'll be, uh, Roman Reigns is 730 days as champion. 730 days. And how many times has he defended it? Um... Maybe uh, fourteen times, I can assume fourteen times. Uh, you can count on your hands and toes. Not many times for that long. it's like who does he think he is, Bruno San Martino? <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so, um, well, Kurt Angle comes down. Oh, not Kurt. Um, Kevin Owens comes down there, and he says, uh, he's talking about how, uh, um, Roman Reigns owes him one why uh sammy's this whole thing was whole segment was great five star uh, the whole history between Sami Zayn and kevin owens was never forgotten unlike everything uh natalie does every new uh i guess partnership ends an old thing that uh let's forget the past but this is what makes them great because they have a past and they never forget it so Sami Zayn's trying to calm everything down but uh Kevin Owens wants answers, and he's getting in everybody's faces, and uh, really into Jay Jay's face, Jay Uso's face, and uh, basically it comes down like this: match, the bloodline, Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens it was a fantastic match. I gotta say, fantastic match. The referee comes in the ring. The, I believe the first referee too. He's, he's this guy. This referee is everywhere. He's probably the highest paid guy. Not a very good referee. Well, I guess in my eyes, not a very good referee, but a great referee if you're an AW. Because he uh, he turns his back when you need to, to do a cheat. So outside, this match was fun. Um, Kevin Owens throws Jey Uso into the steel uh, steel steps. Later on, those same steel steps that are separated is Jey Uso with a massive, small drop, giving Kevin Owens a small drop on the steel case stairs. Uh. But end sequence, it was a fun match. N.C. had a lot of high-flying moves. It was a very entertaining. Now, the end sequence was this. The Usos and Sami Zayn, well, Jay has a, had, wants a hatch a plan. And he gets, uh, you know, um, Sami Zayn to go grab a chair. And now the plan's in motion. They go back in the ring there. Jay Uso grabs Kevin Owens and throws him to the ropes towards the uh, announce table where Sami Zayn is. Um, Jimmy Uso goes on the other side and gets the ref's attention. And then Jay's like, now do it! Hit him with a face with the cherry, you bum! Hit him with the face! The face! Sami Zayn's like, oh, wh- what do I do? Who do I saw my loin? Uh, uh, you know, he's my, my old friend or my new life. So yeah, he had a conundrum over his hands, Sami Zayn, and he decided not to hit the Kevin Owens. The referee turns around and uh, I guess hell, hell breaks loose. Not really, but Usos are very upset with uh, Sami Zayn not hitting his old friend in the face with a chair. So, they, uh, after you know, some argument uh, Jey Uso turns around and gets kicked in the stomach and then wham! Stunner! Right to the face. Right to the face. Stunner to the face. And then Kevin Owens with a one, two, three goes away with a big victory and hopefully he's gonna get his uh, rematch with uh, Kevin Owens. With, uh, Kevin Owens gets rematch with, uh, um Roman Reigns because he felt last time if there was no interference Kevin Owens would be the champion the un- undif- um, unified unified champion You know. so in the ring I guess uh, they got a little bit of a communication problem now Jimmy is uh, arguing with uh, Sami Zayn is something going to go wrong with their friends they do the handshake, Sami Zayn and Jimmy uh oh, trouble in the hen house I'm sure it's, it's going to lead to other things but as of now we got uh, the Miz after his match he wants to go he wants to get the hell out of here go back with his wife and Tomás chips, what are you doing man what are you doing and then it's uh, Kevin Patrick's like what's going on but Miz wants to leave and as the Miz leaves oh my god Dexter Numis is in the back seat with a flashlight flicks it on and shows the world that he's in a back seat making sure that yes this whole segment means something this whole segment they're gonna go out and have some um, post-match meals, or well, at least one. Dexter wasn't fighting at all. He's uh, fake, not being hired, still. Okay. Now, with that said, we go. Uh, I guess a pre-match, uh, pre-interview uh, with uh, Johnny Gargano. Empty arena. He's talking about how glad he is being back in the whole thing. Uh, he's looking forward to his uh, his future in the WWE, while. His past meets him. It's theory. This is great. Now, this is why it's great. Now, they had ma- years. I mean, this is, uh, they're, they have massive history and they're bringing it back, um, 100% full. It's, um, great. Um, Johnny Gargano is Papa Johnny. Now it's, uh, theory as the, uh, the man, you know? So basically, there was some. This is this is fantastic. They're both great. They're both great, and Mike. Uh, they learned a lot off each other. Um, I think each other. Um, but it's basically, Theory welcoming. Um, Johnny Gargano to the. Uh, to the waters, because it's full of sharks. That's right. So look out. So I think it's going to be great. There has to be a fight. Johnny Gargano versus Theory. And uh, it's going to blow the roof down. Blow the roof off the roof. Blow the roof off the house. Blow the roof into pieces. Okay, so now, with our main event, it is the Women's Tag Team Tournament Finals for the Women's Tag Team Champions. Championship gold! And it is Dakota Kai and Io Sky of Team Bailey versus... Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez. Now, the first two matches, it was Raquel Rodriguez, um, literally carrying Aaliyah to the finish line. And uh, there you go, yeah, it was like that. Raquel basically done it one on, by herself. And is this match any different? Not really, not really. Basically, uh, Aaliyah was used as a weapon. And like last match, where Aaliyah was put out of the match early, by Natalie with, with the Michinoku driver. This time, Aliyah, they take the match outside. Aliyah is driven. Now, Aliyah tags in Raquel before everything happens. So, Aliyah throws out uh, um, Dakota Kai out the, out the ring. She tags in Raquel and then slides back out to deal with, uh, you know, Dakota Kai. But eventually finds out that Dakota's throwing her into the steel steps So that puts out uh, Just like with Natalia outside there The last match with uh, um, Raquel and uh, um, Aliyah is put out again early on So she's out Raquel, just like last time, tries to look for help But there's no help And Raquel takes on um, both uh, um, Dakota and Io at once And of co- And here's the thing Raquel try to put down Io Sky with a massive Tahana bomb. But Dakota Kai comes on the other side and gets the referee's attention. Referee, over here quickly. I'm going to do something here. Come turn. And he turns, and Bailey comes up there and grabs uh, Raquel by the hair and pulls her down. Io with a massive double stomped chest. But here's the thing we got ourselves uh, some n- near dwell, some do gooders. You know, uh, of uh Bianca Beller, um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka marching out there. It's so ridiculous. And they char they chased Bailey out to the ring and out of the stadium. It was ridiculous. So now it's two on two. And well. They're finding out what's going on. Raquel gets a blind tag from Aliyah. Aliyah jumps down, hides from everybody, and it's uh, Dakota and uh Io try take out uh, Raquel. Have full attention on Raquel, and it's uh, Alia comes back in the ring, surprises Dakota Kai from behind with the schoolgirl roll-up. She gets a one, two, three on Dakota Kai. Easy peasy. One, two, three. So you're, you're. I guess you're now your new women's main roster tag team champions are Raquel Rodriguez and her very good friend and uh, looks like they're happy together, doesn't matter it's uh, Aliyah. It's definitely a one-sided tag team Um, let's see how long uh, Raquel can hold those tag team belts for so it's gonna be good. Um, Yeah, so Team Bele with nothing still and uh, perhaps that's what they need. They can't be thrown on top of the game right away. They need to have a build, right? They need to see, they got to take the thrones off of uh, um, Alexa, Asuka, and uh, Bianca first. And then they can start getting their gold. Who knows what's going to happen. But anyways, anyways, that wraps up another episode of Monday Night Raw. But fear not, listener. Stay tuned for our coverage of the NXT 2.0 right after this short break. Farting, we all do it. It's not only a fact of life. It's also a completely normal bodily function. To live is to fart. But I had a dream, a special calling, a call to action. Hi I'm Cootie Roods, founder and CEO of Wind Express. This All Elite product is for people like me, whom, like many of you out there, I suffer from I-F-S-F, that's insufferably foul-smelling farts. Now, with many years of trials and errors, we discovered that forever suppressing your farts will lead to a quick death after just a few months of gas suppression. We at Wind Express have created a breakthrough order technology, patent Wind X. This technology will alter the perfume of one's farts to any fragrance we supply. Like me, join the millions and say goodbye to the nightmare of farts. It and say yes to life. Order today, and we will include our new fart noise cancellation insert for free. With the fart noise cancellation insert, you can now fart confidently, openly, and anonymously anywhere. Windex
0: must be used on a daily basis. The sudden stoppage of Windex after extended use
4: will cause worsening flatulence. The- Wrestling show, oh, 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 baby!
3: It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. It's the NXT 2.0 air date August. Thirtieth, two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, this episode is the road
5: to worlds collide. Uh, uh, let's go. Wellbo, Wellbo, welcome back, listener. I'm the Paisleywood, and we're about to take a very cynical look back at the latest tapings of the NXT 2.0. But before we dive into the show, a quick note. The NXT has no authority figure, that's right, in case you haven't noticed or don't know, the NXT has no authority figure in charge. Now with that said, a quick shout out to the non-competitors. First and foremost, the commentating crew, the play-by-play guys, the hosts, and some might even call them the narrators. They are Vic Joseph and my personal favorite, Wade Barrett who is oh, bringing you some incredible insight and backstory, just bring you some uh, um, exposition just incredibly well. Um, just if you, like if you don't know, he brings you up to date with the valuable info and uh, very valuable it is. Of course, now getting all the pre-match interviews and backstage scoops, she is our very own uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, doing a fantastic job as usual. Now, of course, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Because this show is jam-packed with action. As we start off huge with one of my personal favorites, that's right, uh, he's uh, ever so charismatic, one of, the, oh, he's uh, he truly a great, uh, one of my favorites, let's just put it that. Grayson Waller, great mic skills, wrestling skills, he got the, he's, got the, he's got it all, you know? He could be like uh, theory level, that's true. And who's Grayson Waller going up against? Why it's a large hurdle to call, to climb, I should say. It is, formerly of uh, the main roster, it is Apollo Crews 3.0. That's right, 3.0, because the 3.0 is uh, him going back to basics. The old Apollo Crews trying to take over, dominate, hopefully. So, this match, of course, uh, both I believe, both Apollo Crews and uh I, okay i've been on Paul cruz's ass in the past because his whole fakeness of his uh you know who he thought he was at the time you know but uh here we go but right now i think apollo cruz is a fantastic competitor in the ring and uh so is uh, grayson waller grayson waller um so i figured this match be, has to be great and it didn't let down um apollo cruz he is a massive guy. He's got muscles that have muscles on top of the muscles. So he's got muscles on muscles on muscles. Only thing t- missing from there, he's not from Brussels. Because uh <laughs> Brussels muscles from Brussels. Oh, okay, regardless. He probably eats Brussels sprouts. So hey, that's a bonus, right? Okay, that tangent meant um, absolutely nothing. It was uh, random and ridiculous. So here we go, into the match. Grayson Waller, Apollo Crews, putting on an absolute show. This was great. A great Great show. Probably match of the night already. (laughs) Apollo Crews, of course, showing his dominance in the match. But Grayson Waller has a new effect in the ring there. It's called the eye poke effect. And uh, it happens the first time. Now, this is uh, no, uh, you know, uh, a dumb eye poke. You know, it's like, hey, poke. Three Stooges eye poke. This is a serious uh, next level eye poke. Um, The first eye poke, you never knew what happened. It was like, oh, what happened there? Was that an accident? Who knows? Could be an accident. Could have been an accident. Um, Apollo Crews picks up uh, um, Grayson Waller and Wallen's way up. Uh, Grayson pokes him in the eye, poke the eye, poke of the eye. And after that Grayson Waller got his nice little uh, bit of offense going, offensive flurry, but um, before his offensive flurry, uh, why, the eye poke was very serious that he had to have medical come out there to see, make sure that, yes, you're, you're okay, we're going to make sure that there's going to be a thing. There's gonna be a thing. So yeah, yeah, you know this match wasn't gonna. Um, this is set, This clearly was setting something up. You know it wasn't gonna end there. So like I say, the match carries on. And Grayson Waller takes over, takes over for a little while, and then uh, Apollo uh, Cruz turns things around for a little bit, just for a little bit. He even got a couple pin attempts, but in the end, it was a weird, uh, a weird little segment there. A little weird little segment. Um, they, okay, so the routine was this, um, Apollo Crews picks up Grayson Waller for a, uh, gorilla press slam, I think. So he picks him up for a gorilla press and then I guess he's, his, as his, his eyes been poked, he's lost his uh, equilibrium, I suppose. So n- Apollo's like, instead of walking forwards and slamming, he's walking backwards and placing Grayson Waller, um, on a, gra- uh, back on the mat behind the ropes gingerly and then Grayson lands and then grabs Apollo's back of his head and then uh, drapes him neck first, back of the neck first across the top ropes as Grayson Waller goes to the outside to set up for his uh, outside, jump through the ropes, front roll to his stunner that's what, that's what he planned on doing so he uh, 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 roped him on the ropes he uh, you know grabbed uh, Apollo's head and draped across the ropes and then going outside and then with the big roll-up, he jumped in, but it seemed that uh, Apollo was uh, aware this was going to happen. And he was going to, he was in mid-counter, this uh, stunner with his own maneuver, his uh, one he took from uh, Raquel, I should say Raquel Rodriguez, the uh, Tejana bomb. So with the Tejana bomb, um, Apollo grabs uh, Grayson, picks him up for a Tejana bomb, but while he's going, up, like when Grayson's going, up, like the time before, Grayson takes the moment to poke the eye, to poke the eye, and then stunned, Grayson Waller goes back down, and to finish his finishing move, it is the stunner. And of course, it worked. As the name suggests, it stunned the living holy jibijibus out of uh, Apollo Cruz, going down, and then Grayson Waller getting the effect, in full effect, I should say, with a big victory. That's right. Referee none the wiser. Hey, I didn't see anything. Uh, if it happened, I didn't see it, but that's okay. Grace Waller with a big victory over Apollo Cruz. Um, yeah, I gotta say the, uh, Wade Barrett and, uh, what's that? Uh, Vic Joseph banter. Incredible. Incredible. I gotta I've gotta say everything Wade Barrett said, I'm on board with everything he says. It's true including what he says about uh he's not sure exactly what uh where apollo is coming from you know he's looking to break up um diamond mine he all he knows is that uh you know he grayson waller he's a he's a terrible person and uh you know grayson waller's uh not afraid to say it he's uh grayson waller wears his personality on his sleeve you know he doesn't care you like him or hate him he's grayson waller nothing to hide okay so now we go backstage it is uh our very own diamond mine. Damon Kemp with Brutus and Julius Creed. Now here's the thing. Uh, Roderick Strong tries to come and join them with their pre-match against uh, um, Gallus. That's right. But apparently Julius and Brutus. Julius doesn't uh, like um, Roderick Strong. He hasn't liked him for a long time. Let's get that straight. I feel that. Um, and he's showing disdain over Roderick Strong. And he doesn't, uh, he's going under the ruse that I don't trust you. And he's got his brother, uh, Brutus, on board. And apparently, so is uh, DK. That's right, not Donkey Kong. Um, but Damon Kemp is also on board, too. Can you believe it? You know? So, Roger Strong's like, well, I've had enough. He leaves. So, in comes uh, Ivy Nile with her partner. And, uh, you know, the new look. Tatum Paxley. Now, items like Ivy's like, you guys are fighting. You guys shouldn't be fighting like children. Beep, 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 beep. So, Tatum Paxley's her new look is she's got this uh, a face shield on. Apparently the practice have been really rough with uh, Tatum Paxley and uh, her and her uh, her practices with Ivy Nile. I guess she's got she broke her face a little bit. I don't know. it's weird. So regardless now this face mask, I gotta say bring it back to uh, um, Carmella when she had her dumb face mask. Now I call Carmella's face mask dumb because the reason why she got it was not dumb. She was afraid that her face was uh, in danger for getting hurt, because of, uh, I believe it was uh, Saray who uh, injured her face a little bit with the dropkick, I believe it was that. So she put on a face mask, well a dropkick, I'm not sure if it was Saray or not, but a dropkick to her face, but she had a face mask, it was like a, a flimsy rubber face mask, it looked so silly. Now if uh, Carmela had this uh, carbon fiber face mask, I think she would have kept that little gimmick a little bit longer, rather than a couple of weeks couple of shows but who cares this is not about Carmela or her little face masks problems it's about NXT 2.0 and we move on now during a whole NXT 2.0 we had all the NXT champions being uh, confronted i guess uh motivated but confronted by old champions um this time it's uh Bron Breaker being face to face with uh, some words of advice from Finn Balor that's where Finn Balor you say Don't overestimate the moment or your opponent. Yes, that's right. Don't overestimate the moment or the opponent. They practically rhyme. You know what they say if it rhymes? It's got to be true. So now we go into our uh, second match. It is a tag team match. Not a championship match, which I think it should be. But uh, Caden Carter, Katana Chance, current NXT champions. Um, they are also, I believe, they're, um, team tiny. They're very teeny tiny. They were both very, very tiny little competitors. Uh, But they've got the belts. They went through a tournament to get it. Not really a tournament, but uh, a match. Okay. And who are they fighting? Why? It's the new look, uh, Tatum Paxley with, uh, representing, um, Diamond Mine. It's Ivy Nile. Now this match, uh, was okay. It was okay. It was nothing special. Um... You know, uh, it was entertaining at best, I suppose. Uh, Ivy Nile. Uh, when I saw first saw Ivy Nile, like I say, uh, she was a, a dynamo. She was, I called her the uh, um, the pit bull of wrestling. She was a real, uh, you know, tough tough competitor um, with a strong style approach. But I've noticed that uh, she's not truly committing to the wrestling style. She doesn't, uh, I don't think she truly understands what the wrestling is exactly. I mean, uh, when it comes down to fitness, health, and cardio uh, stuff and working out, there's no one better than Ivy Nile. But the wrestling, I question that, big time, big time. But, however, her partner Tatum Paxley, she's bringing it. She's pretty, really bringing it. Uh, she really uh, understands what wrestling is. And just like uh, I make fun of Caden Carter and Katana Chance, they also, they're having fun. They're, they're, they're wrestling in the ring there. They're wrestling there. While watching this match, it is Toxic Attraction. That's for Mandy Rose with uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Checking out what's going on in the match there. I guess they uh, you know, got the eyes on the, those belts that uh, you know, Core Jade, uh, I took a giant shit on the entire women's division and uh, threw that belt in the garbage. Shame on Cora. But nevertheless, it means something to some people. Like everybody else in the business. Um, So yeah. Um, Tatum Paxley showing in the ring there her fantastic Santon or standing um, front bump Santon. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible looking. Very athletic. But here we go. While this match is going on, Toxic G Dolan and JC Jane take off In the toxic lounge And they're nowhere to be seen Are they getting popcorn? Are they going to the washroom? Are they getting some drinks? Why? Whatever it is, Mandy Rose is waiting there For them to come back, maybe? Okay, so now we go into the match Um Where, obviously, we're having some problems With uh, Tatum Paxley and her mask Uh, She's not comfortable with that mask It seems to be riding low all the time, maybe I don't know, but it's just not working so well Maybe it needs to be tightened up. Maybe it's just, just got to be worked out. The kinks need to be worked out for some action like this. It's okay when you're walking around, but when you're doing some athletics, you got to make sure that mask is on there securely and properly fitted. So, as the match goes on, the uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane made themselves uh, known. While the referees is uh, checking out the... Team KC side as tags were made, and he's like making sure that everything's kosher there. He makes sure his back is turned because uh, it is, uh, you know, katana chance is going. Hey ref, remember uh, you come over here. There's some cheating going on. The whole cheating thing is ridiculous. So while that happens, uh, Gigi Dolan goes to the ring, pulls off uh, Ivy Nile from the ring uh, apron. I get. I don't know sure why they have any interest in. Uh, you know. Uh, Ivy Nile and uh, Tatum Paxley winning it all But they have an invested interest in they, them losing So Ivy Nile is pushed off Pulled off the apron there and then uh, they have a confrontation While this happens JC Jane goes to the other side there and gets uh, um, Tatum Paxley's uh, um, Attention Just for a little bit And while Tatum Paxley trying to hold her own inside the ring there It's Ivy Nile trying to take out um, Gigi Dolan and then from behind, JC Jane comes and attacks Ivy Nile. Now, here's where it should have been disqualification. The referee said. well, uh, G-G- uh, JC Jane did put her hands and uh, did attack, physically assault one of the competitors in the match, and they are not a part of this match. Therefore, it's outside interference. This match is over. But no. It's Ivy Nile uh, attacks uh, JC Jane, and she starts beating them both up leaving her partner Tatum Paxing in the ring to fend for herself, and for sure not much longer. It is the team duo, dynamite duo of um, Chance and Carter with their uh, signature um, team-up move, and it's called the uh, Carter-Chance Encounter. I'm um, naming that myself. I'm penning that myself. and They may not use it or ever be used, but I consider it as the... Caden Carter with the neck breaker and uh, Katana Chance with the 450 splash, and I'm penning it the Carter Chance encounter. Mm-hmm. Only takes one, and you're out. The one and done? <laughs> That's what he <you're> taken. <laughs> no! No! Okay, so yeah, it is a uh, Katana Chance with a big victory over Tatum Paxley. Even though, you know, uh, I Avinal mean, did try to come in and help, but too little, too late. But here we go, before the big celebration go on, yes, we uh, we won, we didn't really retain our belts because the belt wasn't really on the line. We got ourselves some, uh, oh my goodness, for uh, um, Hayden Carter and Katana Chance, they have no opponents for Worlds Collide, so they're going to say they're going to go up there anyways and uh, have a party in the parking lot, but straight from Monday Night Raw, I believe it is... Uh, um, Drop and Nikki almost a superhero coming to the ring And they are of course former NXT alumni um, Now jobbers of the NXT uh, Of the uh, uh, Raw They haven't done anything in a long time Both Drop and, and uh, Nikki Ash Now here's the thing They're looking for uh, the tag team champions Now Nikki, Ash and uh, Drop. They were part of the other tag team tournament for the women's uh, championship gold, and they were eliminated, I believe, the first round. Yeah. They were out fast. And uh, I guess now this is a redemption, maybe uh, to get uh, gold in another division. But here's the thing. I think uh, the uh, Nikki Ash and uh, Dewdrop are the new Lucha House party. They're getting zero respect, and they're used as push people. And I think, 100% think, that... uh, Caden Carter and 10 Chance will prevail at Worlds Collide and retain and prove that, hey, we're not paper champions. We're not going to lose this match, but I think that's what's going to happen. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it's accepted. The match is accepted for Worlds Collide. So now we go in the ring with, uh, you may call them Schism. You may call them the Dyads. You may call him the born-agains and a crusade. That's right. Born-again Joe Gacy, which I call him born-again. The crazy one, Joe Gacy. Um, Some call him, uh, I guess, a cult leader. I think he may be trying to follow the the footsteps of uh, um, a Whalen Mercy. Uh Uh-huh. He's like a failed Whalen Mercy or a a second-rate Bray Wyatt. Second-rate. That's so ridiculous to say. But he wants, wants to be a Bray Wyatt anyways. But regardless... Um, They're coming across as a, you know, a bunch of uh, born-agains. Collecting people and the love. Give us hugs. You're lonely too, right? We all deserve each other. So it's, uh, okay, okay. Enough of this uh, tangent. It is crazy. Joe Gacy with his uh, dyads. Uh, It is uh, the stroke victims. That's why they clearly suffered a stroke. That's why they're following such a crazy path now. Uh, They're formerly known as uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. One One of the top tag teams of the world, I think. And then after a little bit, I guess they uh, turned to absolute jobbers, they couldn't win a match their life depended on them, so I guess this is why they try to turn things around. You know, uh, uh, Harlan left Joe Gacy, but uh, I guess that leaves an opening for one person, but Harlan's side, two of us! So yes. So it looks like Joe Gacy wants to add a uh, Cameron Grimes to his bedfellows, I call them bedfellows, but uh, his schism. Was Cameron Grimes part of it. And Cameron Grimes is like, I don't need anybody, and I don't need you. And, uh, of course, you want to leave it things before, uh, you know, he wants to get out of the craziness of the whole uh, Joe Gacy uh, world. Joe Gacy starts uh, to about his father being dead. You need somebody. Your dad's dead. Okay, he didn't really quite say it like that, but it, it sounded pretty obnoxious. So there was a fight breaks out, and, uh, of course, before... Cameron Grimes can escape. He gets assaulted by uh, Joe Gacy. That's right. An unwarranted hug. Unwanted hug. That's still an assault. I don't care what people say. It's a hug. hug's a hug. But if from a crazy person, it's assault. So now we go backstage. It is uh, our very own uh, United Kingdom champion of uh, Tyler Bites. Oh, I'm Tyler Bites. And he's getting a words of wisdom and words of advice. Or words of, I don't know what he's getting words of it from. It's uh, from... Uh, he, once he was known as uh, Pete Bun. I mean, Pete Dunn. Um, now he's uh, uh, Man Bun Butch. Right. Uh, Pete Dunn used to be such a, a serious competitor in that ring. You sh- you never take Pete Dunn lightly, but n- ever since joining the main roster, um, Butch has been nothing but a laughing stock. His matches have been a joke, and if he's fought at all, and he's trying to give advice to the current UK champion, don't think so i don't think uh tyler uh, bates needs it but at least he's getting a call from somebody giving him some uh, well wishes now now we go into the ring with it uh, a six uh, intergender mix six person tag that's right it is uh you know brooks jensen josh briggs and fallon henley fighting pretty deadly that's right elton prince Kit Wilson and Lash Legend. That's right, all of them in the match. There, it uh, was a lot of fun. It was lots of fun. They had back and forth. They had, uh, you know, they wrestled. There was wrestling, you know. But it wasn't serious, you know. It was just fun. because um, you got a, you got a spot where, uh, um, what's that? Uh, Elton Prince gets a referee's attention and. Um, what's that last legend and kit goes haywire on just go nuts on uh josh briggs's face while he's uh leaning outside getting some punishment and then uh brooks jetson comes in and takes over and ref come over here now and then they still taking over it was, it was just ridiculous it was you know the old uh, referee come here we're cheating technique that's why i always call it that May may not be it may be called something else but that's how i call it so now the uh, pretty deli's looking pretty happy about themselves but they were pretty uh, um pretty uh, dominated during the match there fallon henley even being used as a weapon being thrown out of the ring by josh briggs a big move and you got the entire uh, elton elton uh, prince kit wilson and lash legend out there to catch fallon henley as she was thrown out of the ring by her uh, um, josh briggs now here we go the end sequence End sequence here it is in the ring there it's uh brooks jensen trying to get a tag and uh elton prince yanks off his really ill-fitting boot <laughs> it sounded like that and the distinct you can just hear this the smell coming off his foot <laughs> okay i'm just joking about the smell but i'm just matching i'm just painting a picture with disgusting yeah regardless so is uh, uh brooks jensen gets his shoe thrown off, pulled off his foot, and, uh, whoa, I wonder if that's going to be used later. Unlike uh, the uh, Charles Robinson uh, shoe, which he didn't bother. Okay, so later on, his shoe's been uh, lobbed off his foot, and while that happens, uh, Gallus comes in. They come marching in. Oh, oh Wolfgang and uh, Mark and Joe Coffey come in there, uh, doing what they do best, talk. And then this uh, Josh Briggs comes out there, and he starts attacking all three of them. And while in the ring, Fallon Henley tries it att- is attacking uh, Lash Legend in there, and the referee is looking at uh, Lash Legend and Fallon trying to break them up. And while on the other side, it's uh, Brooks Jensen saying, "What's going on?" Getting a full view, what's going on? And uh, it's Elton Prince grabs him by the waistlock, push him towards the ropes, where Joe Coffey butts in and knocks uh, uh, Brooks Jensen in the head with his very own boot. Yeah, Brooks gets knocked ahead the head with his own boot by um, Joe Coffey. Then he gets rolled up and loses. Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend goes on as winners. So it's funny, you know. Just last week it was uh, Pretty Deadly totally making fun of uh, Gallus. Now Gallus helping out uh, Pretty Deadly. That's weird. That's strange. So now after the match, uh, it's a fallout brawl pull up bro. the all start fighting in the ring there um a fun wonderful wonderful ending a fun big finish so now backstage we go again with another champion Mandy Rose getting some words of advice um from uh Shayna Baszler that's right uh Shayna who's been really doing nothing much in the main roster hopefully at uh the 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 big one you know uh Her big one. Oh my goodness, uh, yeah, the WWE one, uh, yes, uh, Clash at the Castle, um, that's right, I knew it was going to get there eventually. Shayna Baszler's match, Clash at the Castle well, hasn't done yet, so, uh, well, she's giving advice to uh, uh, Mandy Rose, saying if you don't unify those belts, everything is done or said in the past year, it don't mean nothing, so that's weird, so it's nice uh, words of encouragement. Uh, Mandy Rose by Shayna Baszler, and hopefully Shayna Baszler is going to be a dominant champion once again in the you know a Clash at the Castle. Took me a while to remember that, but it did. Keeping that. So now here we go. Uh, it's J.D. McDonough and uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Um, they're talking about uh, you know what's going on, and apparently J.D.'s uh, he's called a uh, um, a creep, a creep by uh, Wes Lee. And, uh, what's that, JD's telling uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, what would you rather be? What would you rather be? A creep or emotionally unstable? I would think you'd want to be a creep. Aren't you a creep, Mackenzie? So, yes, that goes on like that so now here we go in a match it is uh now they got a little thing now last week charlie dempsey uh was in uh, chase U doing a a demonstration an exhibition gone out of hand so now this week it is andre chase versus charlie dempsey in a redemption match seeing what's going on i thought okay charlie dempsey's gonna crush this match this is uh this is where things gonna change and we're gonna get some build-up and uh he's gonna be part of the whole thing but maybe i was wrong but uh, Charlie Dempsey seemed back, just ready to take apart uh, uh, Chase, Andre Chase, but Andre Chase, even though I call him a jobber, he has been jobbing a lot, he's quite a, frankly is a jobber. Uh, I think there's big things happening in the Chase U, they're the fan favorite and I think they're going to go, they're, gonna, they're just building up. Okay, so this match was, uh, of course, uh, Andre Chase, he's no pushover, even when he loses He's never a pushover. And he has his moments, and he has his moments here. But in the end, sequence was uh, really, really interesting. Because, uh, okay. It's uh, Andre Chase uh, slams down uh, Charlie Dempsey. goes for a pin. But Charlie Dempsey counters a pin. That's right. doesn't kick out. He counters it um, with an armbar. Then Andre Chase tries to counter it. But he's countered again with a leg. With the leg lock, you know, an ankle lock. Andre Chase doesn't counter that, but he's countered again with the STF. Now, here's where things get funny and interesting because uh, Bodhi was out there along with, uh, you know, uh, his good girl, uh, um, Thea Hale. But Bodhi was getting too mouthy, too noisy for uh, Charlie Dempsey, where Charlie Dempsey decided to go out there and attack Bodhi and then slam him with a suplex. Outside the ring, just taking out Bodhi, and then going in the ring, thinks, oh, I've done that. Finish you off there, you're a nuisance. And he goes in the ring there, see if he can tackle, defeat, uh, destroy, end. Andre chase, but Andre with a, looks like, a calf crusher, starting a calf crusher. An AJ Styles calf crusher. It wasn't a calf crusher at all. It was like an interesting maestral roll. It's like a roll-up, but with a leg hook, and it's uh. Of course, Andre chase with a very brilliant-looking um, roll-up on Charlie Dempsey, gained a surprise win, and uh, well, Thea Hale really, really adamant and really, ooh, she's she's charged. She riled up. She wants some, uh, She wants a fight. The most here, char- I'd say yes. Once I reiterate this again, uh, uh, Thea Hale is the most the most charismatic wrestler. Period, charismatic person in the entire. WWE, yes, and I think her her charismatic, her charisma is single-handedly taking uh, Chase University to the next level of greatness. Yes, right, that's how much I believe in Thea Hale, no diggity, no doubt. So now we go backstage once again, Gunther, uh, talk to Tyler Bates from uh, once the greatest NXT UK champion to Intercontinental champion, giving uh, Tyler Bates some uh, advice. You know, you've got to unify those belts, Tyler Bates. The uh, European wrestling depends on it. That's not a big weight on someone's shoulder. Surprise, here you go. Take that. So now here we go. A wonderful match, a wonderful little match. It's uh, Zoe Starks versus Kiana James. Kiana, definitely. She's the uh, BBM, the BBA, the CMA, the GBA, the CCP, the CPTD of the NXT. That's right. And uh, this match was uh, was definitely not a squash match. Kiana James had her moments, um, even though all that Kiana James could uh, dish out, but she just couldn't take the beatings or the tenacity of uh, Zoe Stark's. Zoe Stark, with withstanding the, the brutal barrage of Kiana James, she went the muscle through it, and then with a massive super kick to the face, a spin kick to the head, sets up Kiana for the go to sleep. That's right, the spinning knee to the face And in no time at all um, Keanu James loses To the one through three And while um, Zoe Stark Was celebrating uh, Keanu was going to whack her in the back with her briefcase With her satchel That's right, but no, no, no In comes the ring, um, the unvaccinated That's right um, uh, Natalia um, uh, uh, Lions That's right um she comes to the ring and helps out it's true um nikita Lyons helps out her friend and i guess we'll see you later so they're probably gonna match uh kiana and nikita back as a tag team and i don't know what's going to happen with them are they going to win the belts what's going to happen but all i know is they're not going to win the wwe main roster tag team belts because they I don't think they the uh, they ever fought. They were put in, but they never really done anything. Okay, so regardless, regardless, um, we move on to another well wishing. It's uh, the non belt holding uh, Blair Blair Blavenport Blair Davenport getting some words of advice from Maria Ripley this time. Maria um, Ripley, um, well, she says, uh, "Don't screw up." Pretty much, make history and don't screw up, and yeah, that's good to know. Now, here we go, Nathan Fraser with uh, Axiom. And they're talking about uh, how they, you know, they're good friends. So they're going to have a friendly match to set up, a heritage style match, a three pin, three pinfall match, you know, Heritage Cup style. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Axion and Nathan Fraser, one on one in a Heritage Cup style match, I'm all in. So now our main event match, it is Gallus. Um, Main event six man tag, Gallus, uh, Joe and Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang versus Diamond Mines, Brutus and Drulus Creed, and Damon Kemp. Now, this match was a lot of fun, battle back and forth, a lot of fun. Um, so much fun, so that it had this moment where uh, it was like a three on three, and uh, Gallus was all taken down, uh, double leg style, and a beaten Donkey Kong style in the face that's how fun that was you they got their little moment of like hey, hey hey we're a team all the three of us but here's this is hilarious uh vic joseph he's talked about uh tony d'angelo and uh roderick strong being cahoots that's so ridiculous the old uh, he's tapping the ground and roderick strong's like we're tapping the they're communicating to each other it's so ridiculous because uh you know <sighs> it's <laughs> uh because i believe julie's creed was holding back uh Tony D'Angelo. And if Julius Creed didn't have weak arms, Tony D'Angelo, you know, it's so ridiculous. It was Julius Creed's problem fault that that happened. So anyways, um, Wade Barrett is probably like, hey, listen, uh, Vic Joseph, uh, what have you been smoking, dude? Sort of. But anyways, anyways, and he brings up that, in fact, that it's Julius who is poisoning the well of Diamond Mine. He's the one that's getting everybody uh, against Roderick Strong, and I think he's right about that. He's totally right about that. But here's the funny thing in this entire match. It, this is where it falls apart. Roderick Strong, you know, or before we get that, this is, this is uh, what I call the phantom bump. Julius Creed, he goes out the ring there. He does some damage a bit. And he throws in uh, um, Joe Coffee in the ring there. And he goes in to uh, do some damage on Joe Coffee. To, I guess he gets on a ring apron. He's kind of, uh, I guess, slingshot himself in or something. But he definitely slips. He's, uh, he slips or maybe he's expecting something to happen. and never happened just yet. So he, uh, he flips over. And then it's uh, Mark Coffee grabs the apron. Oh, I'm late. Whoopsie. And it comes up. Okay, now the funny part comes in. Damon Kemp's cleaning house. Um, he's got Mark Coffey ready for a super power slam to finish a match. While this happens, Roderick Strong decides to join a match with his uh, phone saying that, I've got the proof! I've got the proof! And Damon Kemp runs out there. I mean, this is so weird. Waiting right there. I mean, he could have waited after. But he wanted to be... Uh, um, he wants to be noticed, and he wants to be, uh, forgiven for what's happened in the ring, and what's happening with the, uh, Creed brothers, and the, their disdain for Roderick's running. He's like, no, you're all wrong, and I'll prove it right now! Damon Kemp comes out the ring there, and he's like, what are you doing? I want to see this! So he stomps on the phone a little bit. And then, uh, you know, all hell breaks loose. Uh, yeah. Eventually, Damon Kemp gets in the ring, gets, uh, he gets the ring against their, uh, um, he takes over. He goes in the ring. He picks up on Mark. Uh, Mark gets... Uh, um, well, it doesn't matter. Ends up Joe Coffey with his patented discus clothesline. Takes out Damon Kemp with a 1-2-3. And uh, the 1-2-3 came really fast. Because as Joe Coffey was pinning... Uh, getting to the pin of uh, Damon Kemp. The referee was already counting. One! And then he gets a pin. Two! It's just so weird. What's... I don't understand, the referee was uh, definitely had to get this over fast. Um, Joe Coffey, I don't know why he had to go in one way. So he was pinning, but he had to spin around for some stupid reason. I don't pin in this side, It feels so uncomfortable. So while he's spinning around, the referee's counting. Ridiculous, ridiculous. And then after the match, um, the uh, Pretty Deli come in and beat up uh, Diamond Mine. And then after that... All hell breaks loose. Almost entire locker room comes out there and fight the big AEW finish. So now, now that ends, the, the fights. But backstage, it's not over. Braun Breaker, again, is visited by another opponent, another um, words of advice, a former competitor, Tommaso Ciampa, he was known as, now just Ciampa, um, giving him some advice about, uh, you know, how big the moment is. And use that uh, fear and stuff like that to feed you, and become great, become greater, build your legacy, build our legacy. So, right, uh, Champa with some great words of advice. Um, even though right now he's in uh, limbo with the Miz, but they're doing some great things. They're doing some fun things. But Miz always says some fun things when he's ever tag team with somebody. But I'm just worried about after that. But regardless, this is the words of advice of Tommaso to uh, uh, Champa to uh, Braun Breaker. So now we go into the ring with Carmelo Hayes and his hype man, Trick Williams, in-ring promo talking about they don't have a match at Wars Collide. And quite frankly, they don't want the match at Wars Collide um, because he doesn't want to defend it. Because nobody's on his level, apparently. But we got ourselves a special guest here. That's right. Mr. Ricochet. Now Ricochet has been a great, he's one of my, he's a great competitor, a great wrestler, one of the greatest wrestlers out there. Um, And he's uh, a former, I believe it's the, uh, an intercontinental champion. Mm -hmm. Um, Now being held by, I believe, uh, uh, Gunther. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Ricochet is now challenging for the North American Championship of Carmelo Hayes. Now, no doubt about it, this is going to be a great match. But I think... Yeah. Ricochet is going to be jobbing this match Carmelo Hay- To Carmelo Hayes At, that's right Worlds Collide, that's what I think mm-hmm. We'll find out if I'm right at all On my next episode of the NXT 2.0 So now with that said After this whole uh, Exchange, before it ended with Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams and uh, You know um, Ricochet They go into a fight, they fight it out and Rick Shea beats up both Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, and basically he's uh, giving him the belt for now. You can hold this for now. I'll be back for later. That's basically what he said. So now that wraps it up for this entire episode of the NXT 2.0. It uh, was a great episode, uh, but of course, fear not, listener. Stay tuned for our coverage of the NXT UK right after this short announcement. <laughs> Hey, listener, it's Lip Hazelwood here with a quick reminder that The Wrestling Show posts videos every now and then onto YouTube. So if you would like to check out a The Wrestling Show video, check out The Show on
4: YouTube today. And now, back to The Show. <laughs> the Wrestling Show. Oh, 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 oh baby. It's time for the
3: wrestling show to take one final and cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from the BT Sports Studios from where Across the Pond in London, it's the NXT UK. air date September 1st. 2022. This is also,
5: like I say, the final episode. So, let's go. Wellbo, Wellbo, welcome back to the Wrestling Show, listener. I'm Lip Haisley Wood and we're going to start with a very cynical review slash look back at the final episode of the NXT UK. But before we get a kraken, we first recognize the non-competitors first, representing the authority figure. You might think it's Johnny Saint, but it's actually Sid Scala. Next, the commentary crew. The play-by-play guys, the hosts, and some might even call them narrators of the show, like me. They are my personal favorite, One, Andy Shepard. He has grown on me completely. And one of my faves also is Nigel McGuinness. Now, without further kudos, let's get on with the show. Let's get tucked in and get on with the show, as they'd say. Somebody says that, at least. Okay, well, as we all know, these episodes have been pre-taped. And this is the final episode. Um, now, unfortunately, we already know who won the matches due to the fact that these are pre-taped. And uh, the spoilers were on uh, NXT 2.0, already aired. So, this is the fatal, not the, it's a four-way Elimination match for the number one contendership for the NXT UK Championship Currently being held by the final boss, Miko Satomura Now in this match is uh, our current winner of the match It's uh, Blair Davenport Then it's Amale And uh, Eliza Alexander And Isla Dawn Isla Dawn is my favorite of the four But unfortunately... She gets eliminated very foist in a match. Um, I gotta say, the crowd was all up in Amale. They love Amale. They're calling it her, uh, they love her. She's a French hope. And uh, they're calling the French toast. No, they're calling French hope. I'm just joking. Um, it sounds like French toast. To me, because I make it in my mind to say only French toast. Because it's funnier that way. All right. All right. So... In the match, uh, was a lot of high spots, like uh, Amale getting everybody all set up outside there. Uh, Blair, uh, Eliza, and Isla Dawn is all outside the uh, ring area waiting for the big spot done by Amale. That's right. So Amale climbs on the top rope, and with all the gusto of a Ray Mysterio, she falls off the top rope into the awaiting arms of uh, Blair, Eliza, and um, Isla taking a hit So regardless This match had it all like I say Even they had the, the Tower of Doom Isla Dawn uh, sets herself up on the top rope And then it's uh, um, you know, Blair Davenport Knocking her off her high horse She gets down there And then she gets her a, a suplex And then it's uh, Eloisa Alexander comes in And goes on the other side of the suplex And then it's uh Amale a mael coming in on the bottom and finishing with the double powerbomb suplex combo. Well, I'm never a fan of this move, but it's good to know that uh, they're not using this often and they break it out in special occasions. And the last match of the NXT UK, I guess that's a special enough occasion to break out this dumb move. Okay, so we move on. The finish of Isla Dawn. It's Amale, gets her up into the Hopebreaker, that's right Smashes her down, and not just a pins her, but uh, Eliza And Blair Also jump on top And pile on Isla, getting her The first out So next out We got ourselves uh, a wonderful A huge move, this is uh, The move of the night I suppose It's a lucha move, it's uh, Blair Davenport with a missile Drop kick, or like a drop a shotgun, but missile drop kick here. Um, off the top rope, smashing, smoking. A mile, a male. Normale, whatever you say it, it's okay with me. But okay with her? I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so anyways, uh, Blair Half with a massive missile drop kick to a male and uh, then because of course uh, Eliza pushes a male in a way then Eliza takes full advantage, gets Blair Davenport and chucks her into the ring post. And then finishing off Amal with a wonderful um, uh, patented uh, Mandy Rose knee, running knee. Not oh, really. Uh, she does more of a. Uh, it's like a Claymore knee. Instead of a kick, it's a knee. It's like a Claymore knee. Uh, Claymore style done. I mean, because we all know Claymore is actually a sword. So yeah, um, it's Drew McIntyre style knee, but or uh, foot. But yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so that puts a mile out, and we have one on one now in the ring. It is going to be fantastique. It was a good. Now uh, it was unfortunate that the crowd favorite, a mile, was uh, eliminated because the crowd is now like, who do we vote for? Who do we like less? Or who do we, you know? And they figured that they don't we all like uh, Eliza less than Blair. So they cheered for Blair. And yeah, it is true. It's, uh, you got to say the crowd is a little fickle. But uh, who else are they going to cheer for? They're not going to boo everybody. Come on now. Let's get it real here. Let's get the real here. So now, setting up. Uh, this was fun. Now, uh, setting up for the finishing sequence was, uh, um, what's that, uh? Eliza goes under the ropes. She's met back there with uh, um, Blair who, I guess, suplexes her, like a backdrop suplex off the top of the ropes, and then uh, falls through with a flying knee, a la Mandy Rose style. That, that's a knee lift, a flying knee lift to Eliza, which sets up for a massive. Um, now, it would be set up as a uh, um, Falcon's Arrow, But it's like a, um, I guess, modified Falcon's Arrow and uh, Brain Buster in one. So that was a really fantastic move. Um, Blair smashes Eliza Alexander into the ground. And with the pin just stacking her up face to face down there. It gets a meeting between the legs, so they'd say. Saying, it's over for you. Eliza Alexander, I'm moving on, baby. Whatever they had. They must have said some words. They had a good match. Good match. Yes. So moving on, of course, to uh, worlds collide is Blair Blavenport, Blair Davenport, in a uh, in a massive match for the uh, world, uh, like a, a triple threat for the greatest unific- unifying the women's tag teams of UK and uh, NXT 2.0, uh, going a match against Mako and Mandy Rose. So now in our second match the sandwich match this is three matches today it's uh saxton Hoxley saxton Hoxley she keeps in the ring there does this uh a charging thing I think saxton huxley he's uh, a a good personality so you he can you can grow on his look um although I think uh, he should be like uh the he looks like he could be a bike gang leader you know the leader of a bike not a bike gang a bikes bike motorcycle club that's right, motorcycle club meet, dress up like uh his uh Bike leathers or whatnot. He's an animal on a robot. He's intelligent, you know. Um, but nevertheless, that's just saying, sp- saying what can Huxley do after the fact that uh, he's going back to whatever federation he's going to. So, nevertheless, it's who's Saxon fighting? Is it uh, uh, it's Kenny Williams? One of, I think, one of the good my, great minds of uh, wrestling. Kenny Williams. Uh, what's happening with Kenny? Who knows? E N X C Europe is definitely a thing. Okay. Now, in this match here, a sequence was, uh, I guess, meant well. uh, It was funny. I brought it out because it was funny. Um, Kenny Williams, um, I guess, avoids a big boot by Saxon Huxley. Saxon hangs his his leg over the top rope. Right, so he's hung up there. And uh, Kenny Williams decides to take full advantage and goes for a springboard back elbow. But I think... uh, the distance was just too far. Um, Kenny Williams just didn't get far enough to, I think he tried elbow him in the face or something. But ending up, Kenny Williams with a hard, solid elbow to uh, um, Saxton Huxley's nut Saxton's. <laughs> right, in a ball sack. <laughs> the nut Saxton's. That's right. That's what happened. And after that, Kenny Williams took full advantage uh, with his uh, reclining uh, double kicks to the back of uh, Saxon Hoxley. It was, uh, yep, I guess it's a patented uh, Kenny Williams move. Okay, so just when you think Kenny Williams is just going to win it all, he's just on top of the world. Why? Saxon Hoxley gets some uh, support. It's the members of Chase You baby! Andre Chase, um, Bud He Hayward, and... Of course, it's uh, the good, uh, our very own Thea Hale. The most charismatic person in all of wrestling. Go to help out. We're giving him some uh, um, inspiration. And it helps. uh, Kenny Williams gets uh, dominated for a little bit. With a massive clothesline to the back of his head. But Kenny Williams did get his upper hand again. um, Which set up a nice little bit. I'm not sure what's going on. Kenny Williams is getting upset. He looks over there, uh, goes outside the ring area on the ring apron, and he gets kicked off, knocked off by Saxon Huxley, and but he gets caught, spread eagle. It was crazy. Uh, It was both Bodhi and uh, Andre Chase uh, caught Kenny Williams. And referee's like, oh, what's going on here? You, what, I'm still counting. You're not really hearing him, I guess. It's not a disqualifying thing. And he and Chase is like, going, oh, what should we do? So then they decide to uh, just drop him. And Kelly Williams, instead of uh, putting his legs down and uh, standing up, he decides to take a bump, a leg drop bump, and he drops right on top of his, uh, I guess, uh, um, tailbone. Ouchie. Ouchie wah and uh, Thea's like, ooh, ay 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 And then we go in the ring again. Where eventually, that ends, they scuffle a little bit more in the ring. Uh, Kenny Williams and Saxon Hoxley. But eventually Saxon, with the massive, uh, I guess, uh, um, modified uh, spine buster, the choke slam spine buster, drops. Kenny Williams gets a big victory With the stack up He stacks up Kenny Williams very impressively And it uh, goes on now In a ring he's being I guess he's an honorary member of honorary Chase University But uh, I really don't think This this is where uh, It ends for Saxon Huxley. I don't think uh, he's part of Chase U Out of uh, NXT UK Because uh, they already had some bits With uh, um, Charlie Dempsey And uh Chase you, And nowhere seen Nowhere seen Is Saxon Huxley. So yeah I think uh That's it For that Okay regardless Of my opinions Of the future Of Saxon Huxley And Chase you, There's neither here Nor there Because I don't know I'm just a guy So now we go to Our main event match It is the NXT It is for The NXT Interim UK NXT UK Interim Championship I say interim Because uh Of course uh the uh, Vladimir of wrestling, the Ilya Dragunov, the, I guess, the former champion, uh, he uh, is injured, so he uh, um, he relinquished his belt, so he's not fighting, he never dropped it, so, that's what I say. Regardless, those are just, uh, I guess, uh, nitpickings and whatnots, doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything in the long run, but this is for... The NXT UK Championship gold, but we already know who wins it because a couple of weeks ago Tyler Bates made his appearance on NXT 2.0, challenging Braun Breaker at uh, I believe uh, Worlds Collide for a unification. So we already know who wins this match. And this match is going to be a barn burner, though a barn burner. That's right. Um, it had everything in this match. I'm telling you, um, high points. Now, everybody was just uh, loving on Tyler Bates. They were Tyler Bates is a champion. We already know, but uh, they didn't know at the time. Um, they're not liking uh, uh, Trent Seven. Now, this one I, I promoted as the uh, match of the two Thors. Uh, Fit Thor and Fat Thor or Young Thor versus Old Thor. Nevertheless, it carries on uh, the big moves. Tyler Bates with a massive Tope Suicida and Flattens. Um, Trent Seven. Uh, Trent with his massive seven star lariat uh, and the kicks out. They're kicking out of every finisher here. This was a big, uh, big match. This is like an AE, AEW style match. Uh, big uh, superheroes kicking out of finishers. Like I say, the seven star kicks out. Um, the figure seven. That's right. Uh, Tyler Bates reverses that and gets out of it. Now, even with the massive now, this is why I say AEW. This is like my turn, your turn style, uh, because it wasn't really just uh, you know counter wrestling. This was uh, Tyler Bates uh, finally giving up, getting ready like that's it, that's enough. And Trent Seven doing the chops on the chest, and he's like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm a big, strong boy. I'm taking these chops. Not a reversal. He just like uh, did he Hulk Hoganed it, and that's when Tyler Bates gets on top, and Tyler Bates with massive. Tyler Driver, um, 97. But, like I say, it's been a kick out a finisher move day. And uh, Trent Seven kicks out, even though I don't think he really did. It was, a ver- it was on the wire. It would have been a three-count in the real world. But this is wrestling world, and it doesn't. And we move on. And, of course, Tyler, um, I guess he slips up a bit. And Trent gets the upper hand. And he gives Tyler, the Tyler Driver, 96. And it's true. Or 97, I should say. I'm off by a year. Oh, damn it! Oh, well, that's all right. And, of course, Tyler kicks out of that. And then uh, um, Tyler, with his own move. Oh, my goodness. Um, He gives Trent his own move. That's right, the seven-star Lariat. But Trent kicks out of that because you can't put him down with his own finishing move. And... After he was down, he got out of the pen at uh, Tyler Bate with his massive flying boy, his big, strong fly boy. Flying boy, he's finishing uh, his off the top rope. He does a spinning, uh, a crazy maneuver. His, a uh, good finisher, I can't remember what it's called, but nevertheless, his uh, fly boy, uh, Tyler Bate. It was great, but that didn't end it yet. He kicked out of that, but he was still out of it enough so that Tyler could uh, pick up the pace and then finish off Trent Seven with a massive, massive uh, Tyler Driver 97. Trent Seven could not kick out of that. And with that with that said, Tyler Bate was rewarded the championship gold, and they won off the air. I would have thought, you know, whomever there, whomever, and oh, the roster would have been... Uh, Uh, I guess it would be good if the entire roster would have came out to uh, congratulate uh, Tyler Bate on his championship and to say fairly farewell on their final show. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen there. They just had a montage at the end about the the time they had Tyler Bate as uh, first champion and last champion and uh, everything in between. That's true. Now that wraps it up for this week's episode NXT UK. Um, The final episode NXT UK... But, fear not, listener, stay tuned for our coverage of SmackDown right after this very short break.
0: Ding! Well, this is my floor. I'll talk to you another time, Stupendous.
1: Uh, yeah, all right, all right, Chapo. Talk to you later. Ding! Oh, that's a bad one.
0: Ding. Uh, excuse me, but can you press floor 8 for me? Oh, well, oh, well, oh,
1: well, 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 well. I, I sure can. Yeah. Hey, you look a little concerned. What's wrong?
0: Well, it smells like cigar smoke in here. Uh, have you been smoking? You know, you're not supposed to smoke in
1: elevators. Do you know what's against the law? Relax, guy. I don't even smoke. And hey, what you're breathing in your lungs right now are the noxious gases expelled from my body. Right from the insides. But fear not. Thanks to Wind X. Uh, what you thought was a wonderful cigar odor wafting through the air is actually me breaking the very wind. You know, I'm really not sure what's worse.
5: Do you suffer from intestinal combustion and IFSF, insufferably foul-smelling farts? Well, then Windex may be the solution for you. Turn your foul farts into a scent sensation like Cinnabon, lawn clippings, new car, and yes, even cigar smoke. Join the millions and make Windex a part of your daily supplemental routine. Well, for full effectiveness,
0: Winnext must be used in a daily routine. The sudden stoppage of windnecks after extended use may cause
4: worsening of flatulence. Show, oh, 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 baby! It's
3: time! For the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at, representing the WWE, and live uh, from the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan, it's Friday Night Smackdown, uh, air date September 2nd, 2022. This episode is The Road to uh,
5: Clash at the Castle. Let's go. Well, bo. Well, though, welcome back, listener. I'm Lip Hazleywood and this is The Wrestling Show's very cynical review slash look back at the latest episode of Friday Night Smackdown, a.k.a. The Exposition, Exposition Dump Show. That's right, The Exposition Dump Show. Worth, because there are so few matches and so much talk. Now, but before we get started, a quick shout-out to the non-competitors. The glue that hold the building together, now representing the authority figure. He is the underappreciated... Adam Pierce, I appreciate you, Adam Pierce. Don't you forget that. Now, next, getting all the pre-match interviews and all the scoops, it used a team, but today, taking all the burdens, all of, it's uh, Kayla Braxton. And last but certainly not least, it's the commentary crew. They play-by-play guys, the hosts. Some might even call them the narrators of the show. They are longtime veteran of over 20 years, Michael Cole and his very volatile partner slash part-time wrestler. Pat McAfee, now without further couldoos, let's get on with the show, because it's a big one, because they're, they've they been advertising on Monday, Monday, that Roman Reigns will be here on Friday Night Smackdown, um, to celebrate two years as champion, that's true, so will he be here, or will he no show, like usually, Tia usually does, we'll find out soon enough, But we start off big in the ring with a promised match of a Vikings, Vikings rules match. A Viking rules match. um, Which consists of turning the ring into a Viking ship. So they got the bow or the front of the Viking boat build on front of the wrestling ring making it look like part of a ship. (coughs) That's true. Even that. Okay So now this whole thing setting up what I would consider a, uh, a swashbuckling stunt show. That's right, a stunt show with the pirates, like watching Pirates of the Caribbean over at Disney World. This is like this, this is setting up to be that. So, what kind of big stunts are they going to do? Well, they do a lot of big stunts. It's, uh, and oh, Before I get too far ahead of myself, who's in this uh, amazing swashbuckling stunt show? Why? It's the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar versus. Mm hmm. The new day of uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. That's right. I guess uh, dressing up for the occasion. Fun ring gear. uh, Kofi as Thor and uh, um, I don't know what Xavier is looking to try and look at, look like. uh, Not sure at all. Weird helmet guy is xavier woods okay so anyways we go in the ring it's fun it's fantastic the uh viking raiders gets uh, chucked in the corner of the uh, ring there and uh the new day start the unicorn stampede so to speak they start stomping mud holes in both eric and ivar and it was hilarious because the sounds that was coming out of them it sounded like that girl uh the reporter uh, that meme reporter who uh, was crushing grapes and she fell out of her bucket and she fell on the ground. She made the weird noises. <laughs> Just like that, but funnier, but more hilarious. Now, it got to a point where they said uh, Now, no holds barred means uh, anything goes. You can use anything. They had these shields. These nice uh, little prop shields around the outside of the ring, uh, two sides of the ring, flanked the two sides of the ring. And eventually, Kofi Kingston pulls out his, I guess, his deadly weapon, it was so ridiculous. I think the Thor, his Thor hammer with the unicorn horn as a handle. That's right. a screen prop, and it was a, not just a, any prop, but it was a cheap prop. Mm-hmm. Just a cheap old prop, and he came off top rope and, and bonked. Eric on the head with that prop, and the prop exploded immediately because what are you going to do with it? Uh, it was made of styrofoam held together with uh, uh, plastic. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, early on in the match, Kofi and uh, Xavier grabbed tables and set them up. But it was the Viking Raiders who set them up completely and they uh, stacked them one on top of each other. Just outside of the bow, the front of the new uh, prop part uh, um, of the uh, ring that they built for the match. They've never done this before. But regardless, it was a spectacle. So they set up the chair. But the match uh, ladders or uh, the stairs, <laughs> I mean, the tables. I'm gonna go through everything before I get to what I want to say. But here we go the tables are set up and the match continues outside. Now, the Eric, I mean, uh, Ivar, with now Ivar out of Eric and Ivar, I gotta say, Ivar is by far he's he's all the skills there. He's uh, he brings it all the time, and uh, this is no different. He brings it with a wonderful moonsault and but not getting a pin but like i say, i don't know something about the uh, viking raiders it's uh it seems like ivar seems to be stuck with eric it's like eric somehow in a past saved ivar's life for somehow and ivar like uh it's like oh, i i dedicate my life to you. without you eric i wouldn't be even
1: here living so i owe everything to you i owe you my life and if you want to be
5: part of the viking express for the rest of your life so shall it be but regardless, it's a good thing that they're tagging tag team for so long. And regardless of my constant nagging, which means nothing, by the way. So, including Xavier Woods goes up and gives us his uh, honor, honor elbow, his uh, giant honor roll elbow, not honor roll elbow, whatever. It's some sort of uh, diploma elbow off the top rope. You know, the springboard type thing, the walking off. It doesn't matter, who cares? It doesn't end a match. Now, what does end a match? We have a sequence, or final sequence, is on that uh, newly built bow of that ship, of the, uh, now this is where the, uh, the huge uh, stunt comes in the Massive stunt bit Where uh, it was Eric and Xavier Woods fighting on top of that newly built part Portion of the ring And then it's uh, Ivar. Ivar comes in there To help out And then Kofi comes in to try help out But he got smashed by a uh, shield He jumped off top rope and he got smashed by the shield He fell off the, the uh, bow Into the water Poosh! <laughs> the fake water, it's hilarious Okay, and eventually Xavier Woods got his ass pounded And then picked up when What they call us, Eric Nivar The Viking Raider, Is called This is their finishing move. it's called They call it the, the Ragnarok The Thor Ragnarok Scratch the Thor part I bet they watched Thor and thought, wow I wonder what Ragnarok means And they looked it up and like, wow, I like what that means Let's call it our finishing
1: move too that's right, Ivar. Let's do it. By the way, I'm Eric.
5: Hey, Eric, why are you using that voice? Uh. That's right. Maybe I should use my real voice. Okay, enough with that. So they put uh, Xavier Woods through two prop tables. That's right. I call it prop. You know, I guess, yeah. Who are you going to do, put them through real tables? <laughs> that could actually injure somebody. So he gets put through two tables. It looks spectacular, I suppose. And uh, it's uh, Ivar with the big pin and the Viking Raiders with the win. After months of feuding and once of fighting, finally, does this put an end to this thing? Who knows? I bet it doesn't, because of what's next for the Viking Raiders? Are, are they going to go for a title run? I don't think so. It won't be for another uh, ever. Okay, so now we go backstage with Sami Zayn, the great Sami Zayn, party planner tonight, party planner for... Uh, Roman Reigns celebrating two years. And of course, it's uh, the good cop, bad cop situation. So good. Jay, uh, bad cop Uso, and Jimmy, good cop Uso. So good. So good. So much chemistry. So enthralling. So riveting. It is uh, great entertaining uh, television right there. I tell you. I tell you right there. And it's basically uh, Sami Zayn getting everything prepared for the big dog himself. What a main event? Now we go backstage here. It's Caleb uh, um, Braxton with Shayna Baszler talking about um, her match with Liv Morgan. How Shayna's gonna uh, torture Liv Morgan and uh, just get that belt. Now Liv Morgan ends up coming in there and uh, literally doesn't see anything into in uh, Shayna Baszler. Looks at Shayna like she's an absolute loser, saying she's gonna rip her arm off. Liv Morgan says she's going to rip Shayna Baszler's arm off. I almost peed myself laughing. It was hilarious. But you know what? Liv Morgan said that with a lot of conviction. I mean, uh, it's hilarious that no one broke out laughing. Like, uh, I mean, this is where Shayna Baszler should have broke out laughing in a hysterical laugh. But she didn't. She took it very seriously. Now... It's a shame. Shayna Baszler was one of the greatest in the NXT. Coming to the main roster, she was, uh, she's a Mid Carter. Uh, she drops, she just loses everybody. And she's not. She's a shell of a woman, a fighter she once was. Now, what's going to happen at uh, Clash at the Castle? If uh, Shayna Baszler loses, should she consider retiring? Or is it just a gay fave, anyways? What are you going to do? Okay, now here we go. This is uh, where Karrion Cross has a, a timeline thing is the timeline is about to change, and he's got—he's basically throwing himself into the uh, main event. And c- this is carrying Cross. He's—he's uh, he's doing. Car- this is the greatness of Karrion Cross. I mean, carrying Cross. I think he's great. He's a great wrestler, and he's—he's uh, he's a very—you inte- can tell—he's very intelligent. He's no dummy, and uh, he—he's inserting himself right into the title picture. It's great. It's great him back and such great talent in the ring. But right now, he's, um, attention focusing attention onto a uh, uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, who's been doing nothing for the longest of times. I don't think he's ever really got, his, got uh, anything together, ever in his entire WWE career. But regardless, now, what i got to say is this. Uh, what Karrion Cross is doing right now in the main roster is incredible. He's moving mountains. This is what I believe... Um, what's his name? Uh, um, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland... Come when he came into the main roster, he should have been moving mountains. He was one of the greats. He could have been great, but apparently, teaming up with Sheamus and him, Ridge and Butch, they just—they're just nope but just nowhere right now. But Butch has got a match later on, so I'll talk about Butch later. But Ridge Hollins, he just, what happened to Ridge? Ridge should be great, one of the greats right now, but he's doing nothing. I mean, but uh, wow. Caring Cross, so now in the ring here, Carrying Cross with a wonderful entrance with his uh, uh, partner, uh, you know Scarlet, and already waiting for in the ring is Drew Gulak waiting for his ass kicking, and of course he did get his ass kicked. Caring Cross uh, dared him uh, to uh, attack, putting his arms uh, like uh, around uh, the ropes, so he couldn't protect himself from a chop to the chest, and I think. Drew Gulak got a few really good chops in there because uh, I think he uh, hurt Karing Cross, even though Karing did not want to show it. But I think he really did hurt him because he made him red, he red in his chest. But that's that's regardless, because like literally, in like a minute, this match was over. Like a little bit over a minute, this match was over. Karing Cross just smooked, smooked, smashed, squashed, crushed Drew Gulak into a pulp. And then with his uh, straitjacket, just just smashing, just crushing Drew Gulak. At stanch, no chance, zero chance. Drew Gulak, hmm. Maybe uh, the ref's life is their life for Drew. But he did a bad job there, too. And leaving him an example, leaving Drew Gulak as an example in the ring, just hangs him up in the ring there and leaves him there like a potato. Now here we go uh, with our very own, uh, oof, oh boy, uh, Ronda Rousey. The Lousy one, lousy Ronda Rousey. I call her lousy all the time. She, she comes in a the ring there with their papers saying about her, her suspension and blah blah blah. And whew. I think this will be this is like uh, the start of Rhonda Rousey's eventual departure. It's already started. Um, this is just uh, Rhonda just making herself present and felt, but people seem she's uh, I guess, is this the real Rhonda Rousey? She's very came in there very smug, very smug and uh, people like I guess are seeing the tr is this true true her is people seeing the true her like yeah. yeah you're not a lovable person get out of here okay so then ends up she asks for uh, Adam Harris to come into the ring there and she th- that yeah they she just tries to of course uh um, I guess you can say uh, Sonia Deville she's like the new Sonia Deville you know I'm not suspended and I shouldn't have been arrested anyways this is all kayfabe the kayfabe arrest it was hilarious but anyways, um Adam Pierce is like, I'm totally sick of this. You are the biggest bitch I've ever worked with. And this is including he worked with Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville. And uh yes, uh the top spot for biggest bitch goes to uh Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, instead of using her words, she decides to put uh, an armbar onto Adam Pierce. That's right. So, yep, that's right. So She couldn't take the word, so she uh, physically attacked. Uh, Physically attacked. I know this is all kayfabe, whatever. whatever. But yeah, this is just true storyline that this is just going to put Ronda Rousey out the ring for even further. Hopefully, maybe, Ronda Rousey's definitely going to be back again in the ring soon. But what's going to happen in the future, I certainly hope it's going to be, they're going to fight for the world championship, Ronda Rousey versus her friend, Shayna Baszler, and hopefully it's going to be a banger. Hopefully that's going to be a future. And uh, the... uh, I guess the loser leaves the WWE Shayna Baszler versus uh, Ronda Rousey How about that, huh, for a future prediction Pretty, pretty insane Now we go backstage again with Sami Zayn Getting a present from Karrion Cross. Some beautiful red roses Spray-painted black, but uh, I guess Had some, uh, I guess, fart spray On it, because wow, Sami Zayn did not Like his hand smelling like the way it did handling those roses Those uh, black roses Uh, But it was great Sammy Zayn with great impr- um, expressions, love that Zayn, baby. Now here we go into a match. It was promised last week, and it, a match no one uh, asked for and, or wanted. It's Hit Row, accompanied by B-Fab. Um, it's uh, Ashante, the Adonis, top dollar. And who are they fighting against? Why? It is their first match as a team and as their new personas. It's, uh, the triple M maximum male models, uh, Max and Maxine Dupree brothers or married or lovers who know married brothers or, uh, you know, family brother, sister, or uh, husband wife who knows all I know is when's their music director going to get there. Uh, Maxie priest, you know, you got Max, Maxine and, uh, Maxie. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. So, uh, in the ring there, it's going to be fighting. It's, uh, um of course Mansoor and Massey. Now while they're fighting, we got ourselves a special uh, um I guess spectators coming to the ring. It's uh I guess the new Lucha House Party. Um it's the team of uh Angel Garza and Humberto Cardio join the ring and they get uh the, the attention of uh Ashante the Adonis and Top Dala, and that pretty much nowhere, you know. Eventually, the match goes on. Um, Marseille gets attacked by Top Dollar. He is knocked off the ring apron, and he falls. Boom! Really hard, apparently, really hard, because he could not get back in the ring. Because this sets up the finisher, where they get uh, Mansoir. Um, What's that? Top Dollar picks him up for back um, backdrop suplex. And then it's Ashante with the drop kick to the face, which kicks off the backdrop suplex. And then Ashante with a big pin. One, two, three. Marseille could not get in a ring in time. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. What are you gonna do? It was uh it was a very fast. It was under three minutes. It was a crush match. It was fast. Wow, these matches. The first match was about 16 minutes. The second match was a like, very under like just a little bit over a minute. And this one's three minutes. What's going on? They could have stretched this one out. And what else are they going to do? What else are they going to do? More talking, more exposition dumps. Yep, that's it. So, when that's over, oh my goodness. It's Ashanti, the Adonis, and Top Dollar attacked by Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. That's right. And then, of course, uh, um, Street Profits join the fight. They come to the ring and clear the house and help out Hit Row. So we got ourselves four on four now. Uh, who knows what's uh, going to happen here. Uh, so it's Ashante the Adonis, Top Dalla, um Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, and they're going to somehow get together and fight uh, Mansoor, Mace, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo. Now, is this uh, where Humberto Carrillo and uh, Angel Garza officially become part of Hmm. Or does it even matter? Okay, so now we go backstage with the very own... Uh, um, Kayla Braxton With Happy Corbin And she wanted to talk about her, his uh, insane loss To uh, Ricochet I'll Wait for the Ricochet Open Challenge Now uh, the Open Challenge is going to be uh, Called out by uh, Happy Corbin saying Things are great, I'm happy I'm going to go out there and call out uh, an Open Challenge So he goes out there And who answers the call Why? It's the very own Shinsuke Nakamura Now this was um, This was A very fast match again Another very fast match Uh, um, Happy Corbin is definitely I guess he's showing another time It's uh, back to basics When Happy Corbin Before he was happy He was broke ass Corbin you know he was poor, and he, he lost everything. Ooh-hoo. Now this time he's uh, losing. He he does. He's rich still, but he's just losing his match and his confidence.
4: Boo hoo hoo!
5: And literally in under three minutes, Shinsuke Nakamura wins his match. Now to end this, this the final sequence was uh, Happy Corbin going for the end of days, but uh, Shinsuke uh, lands on his feet, does a full flip, lands on his feet, goes to the ropes there, turnbuckles. Um, Happy Corbin runs to Terminko Does his uh, bottom rope slide under the ropes And goes back in the ring to attack Shinsuke But Shinsuke was ready and waiting With a Chinsasa Right in the face Ending the match very quickly Very, very quickly Uh, Shinsuke with a a very, very big win But does that mean anything for Shinsuke? Not really, not really I think it's just setting up uh, Happy for something And it does Happy outside after the match. You know, I guess he's uh, in a moping out, out back area. And where a big limousine comes in there with the Longhorns. Texas Longhorns, baby. And a voice comes out. Um, and, uh, well, you know. Hey, what happened to you? What happened to you? Was the voice. And, of course, assuming who it could be. It could be John Bradshaw Layfield coming back in. To give some uh, help to uh, to help bolster uh, Happy Corbin in his uh, in his career, I don't know. That's just assuming. Now here we go to our main event match. It is representing the brawling brutes. It is uh, a man bun butch versus representing uh, I guess uh, Gunther. It's Ludwig Kaiser. Now this match here showed a couple things. Uh... uh Butch, I guess uh, he took the man bun out for the, before the match, and surprise, surprise, the new look Butch looks awfully like what uh, Pete Dunne would wear in a ring. Exactly what he would wear, but uh, instead uh, he has a new logo on the side. So basically, he's like, forget that old look, the suspenders. I don't not shame us with long pants. You know, I still think he should wear long pants. He should be like uh, a different style, more baggier pants you know, hide those skinny legs, skinny ass legs are yours, you know, butch, Hey, eh, butch, but regardless, this butch, um, now this, I could, I said this, butch could have been, uh, this match could have been great or terrible, but this match was frantic, to say the least, it was very frantic, very fast paced, there was no real resting points, no real, uh, you know, absorbing what's going on, It's just go, 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 uh, they both took turns fighting, it's just like a very action packed, and I gotta say, it, uh, had no heart, no heart in this match, it was just go, 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 action um but it was uh butch old school butch pete dunn style the ground style uh and uh the old finger pulling stuff it was all there it was all there um they had uh, a couple of good spots outside the ring um bit kaiser with uh, an uppercut i think to pete Dun or uh butch when you okay well regardless Now, the end sequence was this. It seemed like uh, Ludwig Kaiser thought he had the upper hand on Pete Dunn or Butch, giving him this, uh, I guess, his DDT-style thing, his crossroads-style, his his finisher. But Butch, back to his old style, grabs the old fingers of uh, Ludwig Kaiser and starts yanking them apart and and manipulating, the manipulating of the fingers. And Ludwig Kaiser really sold the hell out of this, because he had to. If you didn't, you'll look really stupid. Okay, so with that, and then, with the end of days, not the end of days, um, but Butch, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, Butch with his finishing move um, on the uh, Kaiser, finishing it off. It's like back to old school. It was really wonderful, you know. Uh, it was not called The End of Days, because that's uh, Happy Corbin's move. I just can't remember what Butch's move is. And it's alright. It's alright. Because after he's been celebrated with uh, Seamus and Rich Holland. That's right. Um, Ludwig uh, Kaiser held back. Gunther, because Gunther was like, we shall go now! We shall go now! And uh, Seamus like, well, let's go then! Let's go already! That didn't happen. But yeah. Um... Uh, the bitter end. That's right. The bitter end. Oh, wow. The bitter end is, uh, um, you know, Butch's finishing move. Okay, regardless. Never mind. We'll go to the finishing sequence. It is uh, the celebration of, uh, you know, the, the big dog. Um, Roman Reigns, two years of uh, being champion. Now, even though. He has not really fought many times I don't think he's uh, defended it 20 times I think what is uh, he defended it uh, 14 15 times in two years which is pretty depressing pretty shitty um, it's it's almost like old back back in the days you know with uh, Bob Backland and uh, Bruno San Martino um, when they were champions when they, you know they rarely fought it was not televised back then like that you know it's uh, it was a different period so they're treating it like the same thing so anyways regardless of that. And uh, he's a great champion, nevertheless, he just barely, he just he barely uh, defends it. Barely defends it once every couple months, you know. So in the ring there is, uh, oh, some great chemistry of Sami Zayn and uh, uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso. So good. But ends up this. Will Roman Reigns show up at today's SmackDown? No, he will not. Now, they had a pre-recorded clip, which who knows when it was taped, Could have been taped last week. But it was a pre-recorded tape of uh, Roman Reigns showing up in the limousine, getting out of the car, and then getting claymore in the face. That's right. So yes, it would appear Roman Reigns might have been there, but we all know he's at Cardiff in Wales um, already waiting for Clash at the Castle. That's true. And of course, in the ring there, they're shocked. Sami Zayn and Yuso's like, oh, what was going on? And then the big finish. The big finish. Um, um, Drew, Drew McIntyre rushes the ring without without a stupid sword. Thank goodness. Um, you know, Karen. And he goes in there. Sami Zayn tries to put it it's like, oh, wait a second. tries to be uh, the mediator there. But he gets uh, bashed in the face. And uh, then it comes the destruction of the full bloodline, except in, you know, he takes them all out. He puts, uh, I believe, uh, Jimmy Uso through the table. Jay Uso uh, through the barricades into the uh, timekeeper's area. Sami Zayn gets Claymore in the face with a chair. That's right. Looks like Drew McIntyre is ready for a clash at the castle at Cardiff in Wales tomorrow on Saturday. But, of course, that's it for this week's episode of Smack It Down. And uh, also concludes this entire episode of the podcast. Now, if uh, now for all you listeners who stuck around uh, for the very end, know I hold a very special place in my heart for you. So join us next week for an all-new episode of The Wrestling Show without, oh my goodness, without NXT UK. So always remember, listeners, you matter. And stay tuned.
4: Lu es Ling, show, baby!